0: This is Clayton House Entertainment X. For part two with Bryce Pinkham, we continue the conversation on finding the balance between letting things happen and making things happen. We also talk about walking through open doors, show business, and laughing more and worrying less. So I hope you enjoy this part two with Bryce Pinkham. How do you find the balance between making things happen and letting things happen?
1: Yeah. Good. Great question. Um, How do I find the balance between making things happen and letting things happen? I always say that um, I'm fond of walking through doors when they open, Mm -hmm. you know, door opens for you. I think I like walking through them to see what's in there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And at the same time, like, I think the harder, the harder thing for me to do, is not walking through an open door that I don't know what's on the other side. The harder thing for me to do is knock on a door and say I want to come in. Um, and so I have to work more on that. That I've always had to work more on that part, and it goes hand in hand with this feeling of, you know, um, oftentimes that involves self-promotion and uh self aggrandizement and um you know there's a there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness and so uh, i i'm anytime i start to feel like i'm boasting or you know for lack of a better word cocky um i i always feel like i'm on the wrong side of my own moral guidelines compass you know what i like in people um so so finding that line and still figuring out a way to knock on a door and saying hey um i'd really like to work with you or like i I heard about that thing you're doing would you consider seeing me for it i think the i think the trick to it not that i figured it out because I, i still struggle with it but at least what i try and do is acknowledge that. Sometimes you're just not the person for the role that you think you're the person for. And, be, and being more in the director's chair has really shown me that in a, in a, in a way that I understand better now. Mm-hmm. It's like, sometimes you're just, you don't fit the vision that some specific person or group of people have in their head. And that doesn't mean you're not good, you're not qualified, couldn't do it, any of those things. It's just like, no, I always imagined that he would, he would be a redhead. And you're not you don't have red hair and we don't we don't have money for a wig so <laughs> you know it can be it can it can be really that simple um, and so accepting that and asking confidently but not you know um, not in a braggadocious way um, uh-huh. is is what I would call knocking on a door and seeing if somebody answers. Um, <laughs> And so it is a balance. And I think for some people walking through an unknown door is a harder decision. You know, if a door opens for you and you have no idea what that show is going to be like or what those people are like, or, you know, I had a a job come to me um, during the pandemic where somebody wrote to me on social media and said, hey, I've I've seen your work and I'd love for you to audition for this um, for this animated series that I'm making on my own and putting it on my YouTube channel. And at the time I was like, there was no work going on. I just had my second um, child and was just sort of starved for anything creative. And so I was like, yeah, here's an open door. I will definitely walk through it. Mm -hmm. And it's turned into this incredible little job. It's not a little job. It has turned it turned into, you know, um, recording a second season and it's all in this independent um, creator who's made her own studio and has employed a, a couple of Broadway people um, in this sort of uh, animated um, cartoon for adults. And, you know, it's been one of the great surprises of my recent career. Um, and had I not just sort of said, okay, yes, what are we doing? I think I would have missed it. I think my, if I had let my critic take that one, um, Mm. I think I would have missed the whole, the whole shebang. So, Mm. um, and at the same time, you know, sometimes the door opens and you get a a slight peek and you go, do you know what? I'm going to wait or not for me. So it's all about balance. I mean, that was your question. How do you balance, um, Mm -hmm. How do you balance those things? And I think the answer is you, you, you got to keep tabs on on balance. Am I saying yes to everything? And if so, why? Mm. Is it because I really want to do all that stuff or is it because I just don't want to be left out? Mm. Um, and am I saying no to everything? Why? Is it because I really don't want to do all those things or, or am I a little scared because I haven't done anything in a while and I'm scared about failing again? You know, so keeping keeping track of yourself um, in a self-aware and yet kind, kind to thyself um, way uh, is is at least what I try to do. And and, you know, like I said, door opens. Sixty five percent of the time I'm walking through it, maybe even 70.
0: Is is there a common piece? Of incorrect advice that you hear in theater or in life?
1: Yeah, I'm fond of reminding people that our business is a business. And, you know, it's not called show fun or show fair or show everybody wins. It's called show business. And I think a lot of times um, I hear. I hear actors, young actors, I've heard the advice of, this has to be the only thing you've ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And you must be entirely devoted to this. And if you if you don't care that much about it, you'll never make it. And I just feel like it's um, it's a bit dramatic, unsurprisingly, and a bit extreme. And I've always felt like, ironically, the more things you are good at the better chance you have at actually starting and sustaining a business um you know and and actors younger than i am recognize this more and more that you know you see people who are multi-hyphenated i'm an actor director writer you know uh influencer (laughs) um and that's because it's been it's more and more being shown to be true that the more things you are good at, or rather, I should say, the more things that you invest in, um, the better chance you have at starting a business. Now, I will say, the counter advice is maybe don't try to start all those things at once. You know, a startup business usually starts with one product that Mm -hmm. identifies that 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 creates a brand that has a certain reliability to it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, the only one I can think of is Apple, and that's a little extreme for our for our metaphor here. But you know, um, you start with one product that everybody can get to know and rely on and come back to, and say, "Yeah, I've had three of these Apple computers, and boy, they're amazing." Um, I won't ever buy anything other than an Apple. Oh, you Wait, know, they make cell phones? Oh, they make cases for their cell phones? Oh, they make da 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 Suddenly, everything I own is Apple. Um, I'm an Apple person. You know, but I think kids who start out saying, I'm an actor, I'm a director, I write, I'm a musician, I also love poetry, you should check out my YouTube channel. I also have this amazing, um, influencer career. And I just think from my perspective, I start to go, okay, but what can I rely on? What's the basis of this business you're trying to start right out of school? And I had to learn this lesson in terms of, uh, I, I wanted to do everything as an actor, you know? Oh, I can do Shakespeare, I can do Moliere, I can do musical theater, I can do straight plays. I can do TV and film. I could do And ultimately, I had to like choose one place and, and really through a series of open doors realize that, okay, mm-hmm. where I'm starting this business is in, in musical theater. And whether I like it or not, that is where my business is going to be founded. Um, mm-hmm. And I will build and expand on it from there. And as you pointed out at the top of our conversation, like I'm still doing that, you know, I'm still mm. sort of starting, to, I'm starting to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm delving into directing now. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Knowing your work as an actor, I can imagine you might like to direct these sorts of things, mm. you know? So again, it's like referring back to the foundation of the business as a touch point for where the business could grow and mm. what sort of, you know, what sort of things you could see that person doing. Um, So I guess your question was about bad advice. And that was my attempt at making giving the advice I like to give, which is like start specifically, but then be ready to do lots of things. And don't, you know, if you're still in school, I always say, please, if you want to be an actor, please go take a business course. And if you want to be an actor, you don't have to only study acting. There are Hmm. lots of there are lots of ways to learn how to learn Hmm. um, in many different subjects, because that's what we do as actors. We we get a new story and we have to learn how to learn. Um, And oftentimes that's research. Oftentimes that's interviewing people. A lot of times that's collaboration and learning how to manage being in a room with a bunch of collaborators you've never met before. you know, these are all skill sets that don't just come from, you know, memorizing the history of Western theater. Mm. Uh, so, so I encourage young students to to make sure they're they're keeping their um, options open and learning from uh, from lots of different um, caches of knowledge.
0: Bryce, your career to date is is quite extraordinary. I mean, it is what you've, what you've done in entertainment and now, you know, mentioning family and children and having all of this (laughs) in your life. I am very, very curious how you've balanced or are balancing all the achievements versus fulfillment.
1: Wow. That's a great question. Um, you know, I think it changes over time. I think that, uh, An achievement is momentary and, and, and kind of gone after you get there. It's like you climb up a mountain and then you're like, okay, well, there's no one else to go. So I guess I'm going back down until I can find another mountain to climb. Um, And fulfillment is like enjoying the enjoying the hike up, enjoying the hike down, like enjoying the people you're hiking with. So I think um, fulfillment becomes more about relationships and more about purpose and more about why. And achievement is, is, um, you know, oh, we premiered a new show that didn't exist before before we worked on it. That's an achievement. And that's worthy of praise and worthy of acknowledgement and worthy of pride. But I think further than that, like I worked with new people that I want to keep working with. You know, I have a new relationship with that director or those performers and I have new friends in my life. You know, I have, um, you know, I have forever, forever friends from that project. And that that's um, that took me a while to understand that the balance that you mentioned between work and life is really crucial to both. Um, you know, we've had a lot of life with not a lot of work over the past few years, and it's been tough. Yeah. We've had to acknowledge that, you know, my wife and I are both performers and we've had to acknowledge that we don't feel entirely like ourselves when we're not doing something creative and when we're not, um, performing in some way, you know, even directing is performing because mm-hmm. you're kind of like playing a role. Uh, <laughs> at least I feel that way. Um, And then, you know, in my early career, I was so focused on work that I felt like I had no life. I had no fulfilling relationships. And I really had to find a way to step back from the work and build up the other side of life. And then my career started to take off because anytime I had a rejection or, um, you know, something high stakes would come up, it would be easy for me to leave those stakes and that rejection sort of at the office as it were mm. and return to my beautiful life, which is fulfilling in and of itself. You know, I'm very fulfilled as a dad um, mm. and as a husband and uh, most of the time as a homeowner, <laughs> um, you know, like I I go out and I trim the trim the roses or whatever. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. I've been outside. I've helped this plant. This plant is gonna grow now because I was here. <laughs> and you know, sure enough, a few weeks later, I'm like, look, flowers, That wouldn't have happened if I hadn't done that thing. Uh, so <laughs> So, um, you know, I think uh, fulfillment comes in lots of different ways and and uh, as you progress in this career. You start to see that it's less and less about the achievement of awards and opening nights and credits and all that. And more and more about the people who you're on the ride with and the relationships you keep through all the ups and downs and and the beautiful life that you cultivate on the outside of all of that, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, your word balance, I think, is really key. And and hard to it's really hard to, um, to understand that uh, when you're when you're just starting
0: out. Metaphorically speaking, if you could put a word or a phrase on a billboard for millions of people to see, does anything come to mind?
1: Laugh, you idiots! No. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, anything comes to mind on a billboard. Yeah, laugh more, worry less. Um, that's what I'd like to, that, I mean, I'd like to see that on a billboard. Um, I could use that reminder. Uh, I love the the other prompt that I give myself and, and students and anyone else who will listen a lot of the time is uh, with great privilege comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that's a version of something president Kennedy said at some point, but, um, I've loved that, uh, talk about balance. You know, it's a privilege to perform on Broadway and to get to, to be chosen to do, um, to do roles and premiere shows and perform in New York. I mean, how many people are dying to perform in our city? And so, anytime I'm lucky enough to get to be, you know, standing backstage waiting to go out and perform for a for an audience of New Yorkers and tourists and anyone else, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself what a great privilege that is, and the responsibility that comes with that responsibility to the show and to the audience, um, but also to um, to anyone less fortunate than I in that given situation. And that means lots of things, but Mm -hmm. um, it means that I try to balance the privilege of what I get to do with the responsibility of doing good um, for others whenever that opportunity presents itself. And sometimes I create that opportunity myself. I knock on a door and say, Hey, I think I could help. And sometimes an opportunity will present itself to me and I walk, I try and walk through that door and say, yeah, this is a chance for me to um, make good on the responsibility part of that, of that setup, you know, with great privilege comes great responsibility. Um, and, you know, I, I think uh, as a, as a straight white man that also you know, for me, includes the continuing practice of becoming a better ally, and um, you know, putting those, putting those um, choices into into practice as as much as I can, um, and learning better ways to do it, and and seeking more knowledge about um, what I can do. Um, mm-hmm. So with great privilege comes great responsibility. Um, we could, we could put that on a billboard.
0: I love that. I love this conversation. Bryce, thank you for taking the time today. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap on up?
1: Um, gosh, so much. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, I'm fond of, of talking to students about, um, about something that uh, one of my teachers, a mentor who I should mention, uh, his name is Christopher Bays, and he's the head of um, physical movement um, and clown at the Yale School of Drama where I went to school. Um, and he he has a, a way of naming um, a sort of part of ourselves um, maybe the The version of me, for example, that that first grade teacher was responding to Um, and he calls it the little one. You know, we each have a little one inside of us um, who was the one who was told that they were too loud and too messy and too um, too big. Uh, And that somewhere along the line, like we were all diminished, we've all been diminished in some way and. even those around us with good intentions, you know, our parents, our family, our friends, whoever, um, can can have in some way have diminished us. Um, And, you know, I think one of the things that I continually try to give myself is permission to take care of that little one, tell him that he's gonna be okay. And then also like let him drive and let him take the wheel uh, and let him um, let him lead. And, you know, I think about that in various different areas of my life. I was thinking about it this morning as I was um, trying to get my kids ready for school. And my son had this balloon from a leftover birthday party and he was trying to show it to me. And he was trying to like, you know, throw it at me. And I was on my phone, like worried about time and how did and I had to be like, no man, stop this. Put the little one in the car, in the, in the driver's seat for a second. And look at this balloon, the way that your son who's living the little one experience right now is looking at it. Hmm. And man, we had the greatest five minutes that I just feel like I would have missed. And of course we were, we were early for school. Like we were going to be fine. You know, adult Bryce has got that handled. And if he doesn't, who cares? It's just preschool. But little one, you know, the little one in me was desperate to play with that balloon. And we had the best time. And we laughed. And I like we, you know, my day took flight in that in that moment. And and I thank, I thank my mentor, Chris Bays, for that, um, for that sort of philosophy and that framing device mm. that allows me to remind myself from time to time that we're all just little kids who grew up, but that we st- we're still those little kids, and especially for those of us in creative fields. Um, mm. You know, letting, that, letting that, that what I call reckless creativity, um, because that's the name my first grade teacher gave to it, um letting that creativity take the wheel from time to time and allowing the joy and abandon and wonder and curiosity um and impulsiveness that comes along with that little one uh to to have a little more space in our in our creative lives but also just in our lives in general i think that um you know, it uh, it can crack the shell that we all have to form in order to survive this world. A little bit, you know, it can crack us open um, in a way that uh, allows us to connect to people sooner, allows us to reach out and help someone a little easier. You know, my kids see somebody who needs help and they're like, we should help that person. Mm-hmm. Um you know they don't. They don't know all the reasons that maybe you shouldn't help that person. That adult Bryce is like, no, 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 we can't do that. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the little one, you know, is just a little more generous of spirit. And so uh, that's why I like to give give the give the mention to that to that idea. And again, it's not mine. It's it's Chris Bays um, Chris Chris Bays uh, taught me that in in his class. But I use it and I teach it um, as best they can to to other students. And, and I think about it on stage too. That's the last thing I'll say is, you know, sometimes I'll let the little one take the wheel right before I go on stage. And I have a fantastic time. I used to do that all the time in gentleman's guide. I would just say, Hey man, remember when you were in the backyard, learning the lyrics to trouble, like you're here now. And that's an audience. That's a paying audience out there who are here to see you and your friends put on a show. How cool is that? And anytime I found myself like, I don't want to, you know, adult Bryce being like, Oh God, this is hard. I don't want to do this today. I got so many things to do and I got to be here. I would just hand that, hand that driving wheel, driving wheel, (laughs) hand that wheel over to, um, over to the, to the little one. And, and, and let him steer the show. And I, and inevitably I would just have a fantastic time. So, so that's my, that's my challenge to your listeners is to uh, nurture, find, take care of that little one and and let them take the wheel from time to time to see what happens and walk through an open door when you can. And if you see one that's closed that you want to get into, you know, give a confident but not cocky knock on that door and uh, ask nicely and who knows, maybe, maybe that door will open for
0: you. People of the world, Bryce Pinkham.